Welcome to episode 50 of BNBFC. Brian and Brett back with you again. Had a very entertaining game. The Emirates. Absolutely. 2-2. Manchester United win again without looking great. Seems like all the three-pointers have come like that. Got another Champions League match week and some Manchester... Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) Manchester Derby. Arsenal's got the three points already against Sheffield. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. Why don't we just start with the, with the Chelsea Arsenal game? I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of Chelsea fans, you know, saying that, you know, Arsenal was lucky and my perspective of Arsenal played like shit the first half. Absolutely. Um, but I wouldn't want to say luck because I think Arsenal's Arsenal was the only one to score one goal legitimately. Like beside, like, and what I mean by that is, I don't think that was a penalty. Let's talk about that. I don't th- like. I honestly like, don't understand. I think there's there's two things that referees seem to care about. One is whether the the placement of the hand, if it's in a natural position or not. And the second one being, does the player have a chance to get out of the way? Certainly, this he didn't have a chance to get out of the way. Whether it is in an unnatural position, that's the um, question. I feel like it might have been one of those that the call on the pitch stands. Well, well, the thing about it is, um, I think it was a penalty. What What's his name? Who is the ref? Was it McCavanaugh? Chris Cavanaugh. Cavanaugh looked at it for a long time. Oh, he got called he, over. Yeah, yeah, he got called over, and he looked at it for a long time. And I get like the whole unnatural position. I just what bothers me about it is, like Saliba's trying to jump up, and I, like, how do you jump without your arms? That's the thing. This is another yeah. area for interpretation. Are we talking an unnatural position relative to just a human walking around when your arm should be down at your side? Yeah. Because you know, in athletic situations, to get the whatever and the do what you do, your arms are going to be kind of in a different spot. Yeah. But I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know. I love John Terry came out and he said, "I'm." He was so happy for the penalty, but he goes. He goes, I don't think that was a penalty. And he goes, if that was a penalty on me in my day, I would have been fuming and doing other he things. He was always <laughs> took it out on people outside of the pitch sometimes. Be careful. <laughs> but I will say, like, if I'm a defender and I'm jumping up in the air and, you know, you use your arms to get higher and stuff like that, like, does it become the fact that, like, how much more of an advantage do attackers need in situation? Like, are... Is it getting to the point where defenders need to jump up with their hands behind their back as well? Because that just seems a little bit ridiculous. Um, but I will say, like, even though I think the penalty was not legitimate or I wouldn't have gave it as a penalty, I do think that the penalty justified, like, the run of play. Like, I think Chelsea deserved to be 1-0 up. So, um Arsenal, I don't know. Odegaard was a ghost. There was no, like, it, it didn't look like it was a derby that they gave a crap about. Like, they didn't get out of second gear at all. Nobody was really any bright spots. I think Saka needs to sit because he just looks like he's in pain and, like, can't be 100% right now. So put Reese Nelson on or something because he's not, I don't know what he's doing. But what did you think of the Mudrick thing? What a play. What a player. Shut up. 
That's stupid. No, outside of the foot. It is, like, it looks, it's it's very aesthetically pleasing to watch, but you can't, so you've got a, I don't know, is it Sterling at the back post? Yeah. Someone was at the back post, so in that area. So you have to think that, it, like, it's audacious beyond belief to think that you would take that on as a shot. So I'm certainly inclined to believe that he was put it, put it in for Sterling or whoever was at the back post there. But goal is a goal. He'll be yeah. happy with it. Yeah. Well, he came out and said that he did it on purpose because the his goalie coach scouted that. But you watch the replay. Like, if he did that on purpose, it's like the most one of the most magnificent goals you've ever seen. Because if you watch the replay, he's not even looking at the net. Yeah. Well, that, well Le- if, if you count that as a legitimate goal that he was going for target, he's already wrapped up the Puskas award, shouldn't he? Sure, oh, like, oh absolutely. Like Abs- no look oh. outside of the foot. Top corner, but I will. Well, maybe like it, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point Chelsea's key coach said that Raya comes off his line. I don't think that's what Mujic's think, but I think I could see that happening. Yeah. If Mujic's one on one to chip it or something like yeah. that, I could see. Like so, I, I believe that the Chelsea yeah said that because that's a pretty obvious thing to say about David Raya. Well, yeah, that's true. Speaking of da- David Raya, because it's not David. Come on here, it's David. Come on, There's you. only one David, Spanish <laughs> David for me in the net. But Reyes, it looks like he's he's got a mistake in him every game, it seems like right now. And, you know, Ramsdale came out and said that he's suffering right now. So I, like, I don't know if this is the case of, like, one of Arteta's stubborn things where, you know, you got two number ones and you're just going to force. Like, I'd like to see what's happening in January, but, like, because it, it very much just seems like Arteta's just decided that no matter what, Rhea is his no his guy right now because Ramsdale made those type of errors. Well, in that's it. unfair. Is if if Rhea gets the same patience from Arteta that Ramsdale did at the start of the year, you'd see Ramsdale in net the next game. Exactly. But I don't think exactly. that's going to be the case. Yeah, so I don't know. Arteta's taken us this far, so you got to trust the guy, but... The other thing about it was um, David Sanchez kicks it right to Rice and Mike. Did you see the whip on that? Yeah. Whole, I thought he was going to miss. I thought he was going to whip out, but good for the Declan. The going the other wrong way, too. Isn't yeah. Right yeah. And he... Uh, no, no, no. It's going this way. The, the shot came from the right hand. Like, the, like he, the whip he, was he, going he, away He does Cardi. this. He does this. Yeah. Right? So, it it's going... Like it's going um, right he, to left. Yeah, but he was on the right side of the pitch. So oh, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's true. But one thing about Declan Rice is he looks like a future captain for Arsenal. He just, the way that he celebrates and, oh, it's just. Whew. But the other thing is, sack is cross and Trossard's finish. That was a, like the whole buildup, beautiful. That was the only legitimate, um, no issues from either side goal in the game. Like it was just a, Good build-up, good cross, good finish. Just a basic run. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a flute goal. And it wasn't a, a goalkeeper error, you know, leading to an open net. So, you know, the game overall was underwhelming, I found. I, f- I thought there was a lot more positives with Chelsea's... Um, Chelsea's... <coughs> excuse me, play. But I will say, Eddie and Katia was this close in like the 80th minute to... 88th minute to go up 3-2 but that's the thing with Eddie and Katia it's always 
this close to going in and never goes in. So I don't know. It was a lackluster, I think, Derby or London Derby, but positives for Chelsea, Arsenal fans such as myself are pretty happy to get one point out of that game. And here at home, I, you know, it's in some ways maybe Arsenal didn't take Chelsea as seriously as they should have. It was at Stamford Bridge. Oh, it was? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. 100%. Okay, my, my, my... It was at Stamford Bridge. Okay, well, I guess at a point. Normally, if you if an Arsenal fan woke up from a coma, yeah. several year coma, and asked if you got a point at the bridge, you'd probably take it. Yeah. The problem with that where it's Arsenal's disappointed is Arsenal have an unbelievable record against Chelsea. Go ahead, fact check it. Yeah, Go I'm, ahead, I'm do it right now. Right on, live on yeah. air right now. Well, I, I can't be any more wrong than I was about United. Yeah. At least I got the teams right this time. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I got thought United was playing Sheffield and they were playing Brentford. <laughs> Keep talking. No, I'm just I'm just watching you. Okay. Go ahead. When was that, Saturday? Yeah. Go ahead, scroll. Well, it looks like it was. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Anyways. Sorry, I should have recognized that one stadium holds 20,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because the... Um, yeah, Stamford Bridge is looking old. But it is what it is. Well, it's got, it, it has its atmosphere. Cause it, it's a lot closer. Like, there's less... The fans are right there. So, like, I understand from the, the intimidation perspective. But I know it looks old, but... And maybe this is a bias you have against Chelsea or for Liverpool. I know you respect a lot of things about Liverpool. There's not much difference in size between Anfield and Stamford Bridge, but yet we in age, I think, is quite similar too. But yet we see Anfield as this cathedral of football, and Stamford Bridge is this tin can. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's like the. Well, I think I know what it is, but. It's kind of like United has a, you know, like it's starting to look worse for wear. And I don't know if the ownership's invested a lot in the, in Stamford Bridge's renovations and things like that. So that might be it. But the other factor when you're mentioning Liverpool is it's just atmosphere. Cause I, I still to this day think that Anfield has the, like Liverpool's atmosphere is probably number one in the Premier League. Like, and I don't think there's a close to, like, I think close to this year and last year would be Newcastle. St. James's Park, but besides that, I don't... Arsenal has had a good atmosphere to the start of the season, too, but there's just, like, Anfield, it's like the 12th man type of thing playing at Anfield, so... Maybe playing, and we got Todd Bowley, you literally have the 12th man. <laughs> That's true. What did you think of the uh, Sheffield game versus United? You know, like, it, it's... We've got one team that looks like they, they don't belong in the Premier League, and the other team is Sheffield United. You're supposed to laugh. He's looking at his phone. Yeah, no, sorry. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Okay. Re repeat it again. Well, we've got one team that looks like they don't belong in the Premier League, and the other team is Sheffield United. Oh. So, uh. no, it, it really is lackluster. Like, if you didn't understand the crest or the amount of money that the that if you just knew everything, if you knew a lot about football without knowing anything about the clubs. You think these two clubs are probably in the same sort of position in terms of quality, in terms of value of the playing staff, and one is Sheffield United, and, and all jokes aside, like they they look like almost a certainty to be relegated even at this point in the season. Oh, absolutely. United have looked very poor, like it, and it looks like it is that I think 
the odd time you see kind of that that moment of quality like Dallow, that was a good finish. That was the only thing between the two teams, really. Yeah. So, I, and McTominay on the score sheet again. Hopefully he can get some more minutes. He's one of the only ones in the team that I actually really like right now. I want to give you some credit here, okay? Because I've not I've seen nothing. I watch a lot of UK YouTube on like soccer. You know, you don't watch as much as me. You watch a couple things, I think, but like I heavily every day watch something like every weekend I cycle through Goldbridge's channel rants and bands expressions troops uh AFTV DR sports like all of these guys I, I look for every one of their reactions um even Chelsea fans there's that Rory Jennings and stuff like that I watch all of them all the time and you're the only uh United fan that's has supported McTominay like there is plenty of people that were talking about the McFred midfield and talking about how garbage they are and they need to both get out McTominay's a terrible footballer and things like that and you've come on and you've said all the time that you know he finds a way of finishing it from that spot he's got a really similar role if he was played in the last year's Xhaka role and you've been talking about that <clears throat> and he's the main man right now like he's he's scoring game after game and he looks like he's providing a spark and you know he plays for the badge so what do you think? What do you think about that? Like, I know you already like him, but what well, do you no, think of that? I, it's, it's good. I hold, it's, it's not a matter of if I like. It doesn't matter if I like him. That doesn't mean he plays. He's got to impress Ten Hag, and as long as he stays on the, the scoring, I, I mean, you can't expect him to score a goal like as a midfielder. It's just he, uh, the goals are going to dry up. It, but he does bring a good energy into the mix, and whether Casemiro needs a rest every now and then or Amberbat, but I think you can kind of see uh, oh, I like a midfield that is kind of can make sure you can control the midfield and I think if you had a Casemiro, Amberbat, and McTominay midfield, I think there's enough like either McTominay's sitting, or Amberbat sitting deep or Casemiro sitting deep and McTominay providing more energy because he can do the box-to-box thing yeah. and then, I'd like I'd like to see almost like a four, one three two of sorts, like the Rashford, Hoyland, Fernandes, Amrabat, Casemiro, and then whatever back four you would have. Uh, I was happy to see Onana actually put in a decent display for once. Must have passed the curse on to Rea <laughs> of just mistake prone keeper. But no, it, it is bleak, and you can't help but feel like. McTominay is the only reason why Ten Hag is not under a bucket load of pressure right now. Oh yeah. Here's the thing though. I would say this, and I just, you, you know, we crap on this guy all the time, but I watched, I watched parts of this game and I watched the extended highlights and Harry Maguire looked like Leicester city, Harry Maguire, just with his ball playing. Like he, he was hitting like, I almost felt like if Arteta was watching, he'd like want to sign um, Maguire to be his goalkeeper. But he was picking up people. It was really good, I found. But like I said, like I don't, you don't want that as. I mean, it's good, but you want you want to pair Maguire with somebody that can actually defend because Maguire can't defend to save his life. He can pass the ball out though. What so. was an interesting sort of because Lindelof was at left back. Which was yeah. quite, as a right footed player, he had like pretty much whenever he got the ball, he just cut in. And I didn't watch it carefully enough if they were kind of doing that thing like where Dallow is almost like a right wing and then with three center backs. But Johnny Evans, old school Man United 
second yeah. stint at the club and Lindelof and Maguire were so it was very much a none of Ten Hag's new signings at all involved in that defense. Yeah. Interesting. But United don't look ready for a derby. No, they're gonna get killed. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Champions League. The champions! Copenhagen versus Manchester United. Probably your first three points you in the Champions so. League. Eh? This is kind of like in the same the same rationale why you pick United to beat Sheffield. Just a lot like it's just Copenhagen aren't that strong. That's nothing against them. I think they're they're good in their in the Danish league, but they're whenever they come up against and this is an old Trafford season. United should certainly get the get the win in this one. Yeah. The big game is, and I think that's tomorrow, actually, Sevilla-Arsenal. Yeah, both games are tomorrow. Oh, are they? Sevilla-Arsenal? God, am I nervous. Well, I know it'll be, like, Sevilla's aiming for third place here. we got to remember that. They want, they're going to the Europa yeah. League, and they're going to win the Europa League. Yeah, I know. But I'm nervous because Sevilla went toe-to-toe with uh, Real Madrid the other day. But also, like, I think Arsenal should still have enough to beat Sevilla. But this is the thing that I'm worried about is... Ramos, like I'm worried about some of our players, and it, it's not like he tries to do this. Like I mean, he mean might. He does, sir. Of course, he does. But I'm just saying, like they're like I do not want Saka to start. Like just let him let him take this game off because he is one Ramos tackle away from being out the season. Like I don't know why Arteta like the, Arteta's talked to the doctors and the doctors like yeah he should be good and you're looking at him you're like. This guy has a hamstring strain easy, and it could be, you know, ACL and stuff. Like, just... Well, I guess we saw what happened when, when, when and I, Chiellini and Saka went down. Yes! Like, I probably expect the same thing yeah. to happen. Well, not... A, but here's the thing. I just find when there's rumors and stuff of somebody being hurt, it's like blood... I don't know. If you've ever seen this in Finding Nemo, Dory gets a, a, a goggle to the face, and then there's freaking there's uh she got a bloody nose and it like this little thing of blood comes up in the water and it goes right to bruce the shark and he smells it and he says oh that smell like that's just what i imagine ramos hearing that you know whatever players are suffering from potential injuries he's like oh yeah that makes me so nervous like it does like i i don't want martinelli anywhere near like i want arteta to play long balls so like jesus Oh, don't start, please. <laughs> please, God. So, I don't know. But I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's at... Is it at Sevilla? You might check. I'm always wrong, I guess. And I, put, I think Sevilla was... I think it is at Sevilla. Because that's a pretty good ground to go to. Well, not good ground to go to, but it's a... I mean, it is for anybody to go there. It's beautiful. But um, just the atmosphere is going to be electric. Yeah, it is... Uh, it is in Sevilla. It's, what's their Estado Romano Sanchez? Estadio something, but yeah, like all Spanish grounds are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that will be really great. I think Martinelli will score. Um, that's my prediction. Yeah, you want to go to the weekend preview? No, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let's just start with the easy one: Arsenal Sheffield. This should be an easy three-one win. Or I think or three I think I think it's gonna be three goals from Arsenal and if David Ray is starting it'll be one goal for sure that we let in. So I feel like 
because when I think about that, I feel like the absolute minimum that Arsenal will score in any scenario is two, and I feel like the absolute maximum Sheffield could score in any. Like I feel yeah. like, it's like when you talk about like a diagram with a thousand squares in it of yeah. results, the two twos, the one. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, absolute shit performance by Arsenal. Sheffield play their best game of the season, probably two two. Oh, I agree. Still, worst two. We'll see. It'll be. I think it'll be easy game. A nice little weekend. But we have the Manchester City versus Manchester United. There's that famous Peter Drury quote. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson once said, um, "The the day that Manchester City are, are the favorites in a in a Manchester derby um, will not be in my lifetime." Now it's every time. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a bloodbath. I think it will be. City aren't looking quite as lethal as they were at the end of last season. They have lost a couple games in a row. They did get a result against Brighton. But it wasn't like they scored a bucket load of goals. So I could see this one, the scoreline favoring, the scoreline favoring United, but the, yeah. but there's their performance being just an emphatic, dominant display from the champions. You know, or uh, City didn't even play that well the last game that they played, and I just find like this is a perfect opportunity for a team that's had some difficulty winning games and have been really frustrated to get a nice reset. Not because it's um, you know, not because United are that bad, but just derbies seem to do that for teams. Like derbies are the ultimate form negator. So I just think that you could end up getting waking up the animal, which is Holland, who loves playing against United. So, and I just imagine him like looking at a player like Lindelof, who technically is a okay defender, but physically not. Like you could just see Holland. God, could you imagine Johnny Evans marking this guy? They've got oh. like a Johnny at thirty-five or six-year-old Johnny Evans, who wasn't a physical defender really at any point in his career. <laughs> Lindelof never has been. McGuire does have some physical, but he doesn't have enough pace to call. Like he doesn't, yeah. doesn't have the overall physicality to match. Watch, I could just see the memes now. Holland bullies um, Johnny Evans all over the place, and you get the you get the stepbrothers memes. <laughs> but uh, so, you have a prediction for the scoreline? Four-one. Um, I think three nothing. And it's oh, it's at Old Trafford too. I like the, for, it. Seems like United have actually they never. And don't get me wrong. Never once have they deserved this. But over the last few years, five or ten years, they have won a few games at the Etihad in the league. Never won. Like I said, they never really deserved them. But but at Old Trafford, it has been not great. Yeah. I don't even like. I feel bad for Sir Alex. His wife just passed away. Oh, did she? And then. If he's at the ground, I don't know if he'll be at the ground this weekend or if he's still mourning, but it's, I don't want it to be a double. Well, he, he had better not be at the ground. He'll be, you know, mourning again. But that sucks. Sorry to hear that his wife has passed away. That, that'd be awful. Like, it, and not to say, like, it, I don't know. He seems like a guy that, like, has his routines and has his stuff. So I could see something. I mean, losing a wife would be horrible and, like, a longtime partner, but. To a man that seems like his whole life is structured, like, you know, mentally that would be a tough thing as well. So, oh, Sir Alex, that sucks. You want to go into extra time?
I don't like this question either. <laughs> okay, who will finish higher, Chelsea or United? Well, it looks like Chelsea will right now. United, I think, are barely ahead right now, but because United are suffering from the same shit that happened last. Their goal difference is negative two right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, and last year, and last year they made it in like the goal difference was like fifteen at the end of lot. They got a third, but the goal difference of fifteen does not normally you don't normally associate that with someone that gets third place. No, it's probably like a seventh or sixth place team. And now that and the year before that, I think they finished at zero, like yeah. the Scholzkar end of his reign, and then Ragnit coming in. Minus two. No, and if they lose badly, it could be minus five. By the end of the... And it's not like United have had a terrible run of play in terms of the games either. Yeah. No, I don't think they've had like an easy schedule or a really difficult schedule either. I think it's kind of been balanced, but you got to wonder what's going on with United that they they can't score goals and they can't keep anything out of the net. And it, like, and it's not like Ten Hag hasn't hasn't got his people in there. Like, he's got a lot of people in there that he's wanted. Um, and it just seems like a team that, like, once again with this Ten Hag shit, is when nothing's working, shouldn't you be looking towards, you know, looking at other options? And it just looks like he tries to find a way to get those other options out of the club. So, I don't I know. It's kind of an interesting. I don't, I don't want to take up too much time, but. Kind of seeing what Ten Hag doing poorly this year, because there's a lot of people that thought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had no identity as a Manchester United manager in the terms of the way he played. A lot of it was, you know, defending and counterattacking. Like seeing how poorly United have been the last little bit, is it, you know, are we too hard on Solskjaer? No. No, you're not. You're not. He did nothing, Brian. He did nothing. Okay? Nobody was too hard on Solskjaer. He he had very... He was the status quo manager. Okay? There was no... He was playing on his quality of players alone. There was no system. There was what no... quality of players? Like he, he no, no. He you as well he, as he could with a Lindelof McGuire. I don't care. Individual quality on Manchester United's team sheet has always for the past couple of years been pretty good. And it's, I think that somebody that is an actual manager that's great could have built a system with, and, and had the players that Solskjaer had flourishing individually. And it just seems like Ten Hag is going the Solskjaer route where he's just trying that hope, hopefully that individual brilliance pays off. But like Solskjaer just, just built a system off of playing like freaking Tika Tika Barcelona for 10 minutes and winning games. So I don't, we don't have to give him any credit for nothing. Well, I, 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 I never liked him either in terms of whether he had tactics or not, but just the demeanor on the touchline was so discouraging. Tottenham Hotspur in the lead, two point lead at the top of the table. Can they maintain it? No, they can't. And the only reason, the reason I say that is not for, it looks like they're building a good system and they, you know, but one injury, like they're, they're just, um, they don't have enough depth 
they could like if Sun goes down, what happens to their team? You know, we don't know, but it just seems like they they have a lot of thin areas, and th- you'll see that thinness approaching after the January window, depending on what they get in and or what goes out. So, I think they will slow down eventually. Does Daniel Levy, assuming if they're still within striking distance of first or in first or anything like that, come the window is. You think Daniel Levy will be inclined to spend? Well, he should he should spend, but he won't because he's Daniel Levy. So I don't think anything will make him want to spend. So that's just my opinion. Um so your perspective, did Mudrick mean that that wonder goal? Oh, of course he did. <laughs> One of Chelsea's scouting staff said like they've got a future, like they see real potential in him and being the best player in the world in a few years. But no, uh, you can't. You're trying you to make me nod. He, he did. I, I, even Prime Messi does that. Prime Ozil does that. Prime whoever is just the just the most kind of flair, most creative kind of player you could think of does that. I don't think they're meaning it. Yeah, I don't think he did that. I don't know why he wants to take credit for it like he does. But you know, when you're that hard pressed for goals, I guess you want to use everything as an excuse. But <sighs> like, like. Then again, I don't know why you can't just be honest and say I didn't mean it, but you still put the ball into a dangerous area. You can say that's what you were doing. Like, you know, some people, like De Bruyne has scored before where he just whips crosses. Well, if someone gets their head on it, great. But if not, it's going in at the far post. I don't know if he was even thinking that far, but you could go ahead and say that and people might believe you. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see. This season's been really entertaining, so I'm excited for what's to come. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Eight seconds left. Well, we'll see you in the next one.